The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep with Jay Caster. Welcome to Into the Deep. I'm Jay Costa. I am so excited about today's guest. Today's guest is Mike from Keepers of the Word podcast. For those of you who don't know, Keepers of the Word is an esoteric study group. What started out as a podcast that's now even translated over to social media, disseminating knowledge, wisdom, and light to the world around. We talk about so much in this episode. We talk everything from masonry to hermetics to stoicism. We appreciate your patience. We took some time off for the summer. George and I both had a lot going on, family, friends, and we needed to do a little reset and it's a healthy thing to do. So join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with Mike from Keepers of the Word. Enjoy. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, man. I can't thank you enough. I appreciate being on the show, man. I'm, uh, you're doing good things. Oh, Spreading hey. the word. Well, likewise. Well, I know who you are. I know what you've been doing. But if you wouldn't mind sharing for our viewers and our listeners who you are and what it is you do. Sure. Um, my name is Mike. I'm a part of an esoteric study group called Keepers of the Word. We for- formed about... I want to say five, six years ago, and it started with our with a podcast, and it grew into Instagram, YouTube, and a bunch of other social media outlets. And that journey has just been uh, very fulfilling and very educational, to say the least. Uh, I went into Freemasonry to look for esoterics and. I, I didn't really find what I was looking for, but this group that we have, well, that became it. And it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So in a nutshell, I'm another guy with a podcast called Keepers of the Word. And we talk about occult, esoteric, philosophical topics and takes. And uh, that's it in a nutshell, man. Right on. Well. Y'all have been doing some fantastic work for some time now, <laughs> and it's been yes, great. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, I remember just going back a ways, um, first stumbling upon the podcast and just, you know, this is before I had a podcast, before George convinced me to do one. And, uh, you know, it was always something that I, I enjoyed listening to for so many different reasons. And so I have to ask... What got you on this trajectory? What was it that was pulling at you that led you here? Well, I I think it was it was our time to I wouldn't say make 
make change in the craft. I don't think it was us making change in the craft. I think it was us creating um, another space where people of like minds can come together and really talk about the things that aren't talked about in Lodge. And for me and a lot of the brothers, especially like Ron and Joe, um, we went through our degrees and we just got that. There was no talking about that afterwards. There was no explanation, nothing. And there's a lot going on in those degrees. So we started doing our own research and going further down the rabbit holes. And it's, it took us to a bunch of different areas and, and, and paths. And that really motivated us to get the word out, talk about things and being just be the study group that shared knowledge that's where we're at now you know um some things changed within the last i want to say year i mean we we're no longer doing doing our show together i mean it's mostly just me and i have you know brothers on here and there but um we're still a group we still hang out we still talk about these topics and uh i i i to this day, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy what I'm doing. I still enjoy researching and, and sharing my knowledge or sharing other people's knowledge as well, you know? So that I think that's it in the, to sum it all up. <laughs> right on. Do you have a, a point or a pivotal point in maybe your life growing up that you can kind of point to where you kind of have this precipice of time where everything kind of just clicked and you can point back to that time that made all those things kind of click and get you here. Yes, actually there, there is one specific time. I remember being a kid probably around 12 or 13 and I was watching a, a movie with my dad. It was a man who would be King with uh, Michael Caine and Sean Connery. And I was asking questions about the symbol that, he, that they were wearing. And my dad told me, well, uh, they're Freemasons and your great grandfather was one. And, you know, they, he started a lot, he founded a lodge in Mexico and, um, that lore stuck, stuck with me the whole time. You know, I, I, I just started reading more about Freemasonry and, and becoming more and more interested, but you don't know how to join. That's, that's one, it's, it's, it isn't something where you could just walk up into a lodge and say, Hey man, I'm here. You know, <laughs> what's up? Let's, hey, let's, let's, let's party right now. No, it doesn't work that way. And it, for anybody trying to join a lodge, and most of you have probably reached out to the secretary and the secretary never got back to you or, <laughs> or uh, you know, honestly, the, your best bet is probably social media, either Facebook or, or Instagram, because they check that, you know, easily. But email, it, it took like three weeks for me to get an answer back. And then I, I uh, this was around eight years ago. And then I remember answering the, answering the email and saying, Hey, you know, I want to show up. We have a, so they were like, we have a social night come through. And I, I put on a suit, went to social night and I felt way overdressed. <laughs> I, I walk in and I see a bar and I see, I see Ron in a cut and in, in a hat. And I'm like, all right, this, this is me. I'm home. Uh, I think I'm going to get along with that guy right there. <laughs> and uh, we've been friends ever since. And that's been the story. That's awesome. And 
I'm sorry. You said your grandfather helped helped establish and found a a a, uh, a lodge in Mexico. Yeah, in uh, Merida, Yucatan, which is southern Mexico. Uh, I've reached out to them. I reached out to a particular lodge. Mm-hmm. I want to say right when you know, right when you become a Mason, you you want to like be gung ho about everything. So I was being proactive. I reached out to see if I could get any information, but we weren't recognized by them and they weren't recognized by us at the time. So I think now that we recognize them, I probably will get a better answer or an answer (laughs) rather than just nothing. Um, But I look forward to going out there one day and, and doing some research, seeing if I could find anything you know, like ancestry, you find a leaf or well, whatever, you know, yeah. compass, I don't know, <laughs> something. Uh, I, I would really like to gather that info. It'd be nice for me to have. Yeah. Wow. I absolutely love that. That's wonderful. And, and who wouldn't want to have, you know, part of that, you know, it's, it's in your, it's in your lineage. It's, yeah. It's oh, powerful. It, it inspired me for, you know, a person that I never met, never knew inspired me to do something that the rest of my family didn't it skipped a generation still to this day i'm the only mason in my family um but apparently back then it was a big deal and and i'm I'm talking early 1920s around that time so yeah i mean it was huge there and now i can't find anything (laughs) find anything on it you know so it's it's been a it's been a tough ride for me to try to find any validation or anything. All I know is what my dad told me or what other family members have told me. Sure, and that's all I have to go off of. So I want some some concrete paperwork, you know. Yeah. So they didn't go completely dark. No. No. Okay. They didn't go completely dark. Okay. Wow. So there's a there's still a lot there to discover and uncover. That's for sure. Wow. That's wonderful. And, and so now doing the podcast, everything else going on, um, I, I got to ask you, you know, in, in recent times, obviously coming out of a time where there was a lot less interaction, where we were having to kind of keep to ourselves and kind of stay at home, hunker down. Did you find it impacted yourself or some of your, some of your brothers as well as trying to you know, with your, you know, with this extra auxiliary research group, did you feel that it impacted in a negative way or a positive way? I think it impacted in a positive way. And the reason I say that I I had, I've seen a lot of people reach out to us and legitimate questions, want to know more about masonry, want to join a lodge. And a lot of people have joined because of the show. And if there was anything I could give back, that would be great. That's it. You know, like I, I'd want to bring in some good people into masonry and hopefully, I, I, you know, we've done that. And, uh, that, that was a, a positive negative. Well, I want to say the negative side, the negative side is we still have that. We didn't do that in my day type of mentality where esoteric knowledge and esoteric information or paths are not really taught even though freemasonry is its own mystery school that is a bunch of different mystery schools jumbled in together 
we're not really taught what that is. And the minute you start talking about it in, in open, you know, openly at large, you have a lot of the older guys giving you a funny eye and that still exists. And it sucks, you know, because I feel me personally, this is just me saying it. I feel that those are the guys who are killing this fraternity. And the reason they're killing this fraternity is because they just want it to be a social club. And it's not that it's both it's a social club and an esoteric mystery school together uh, to say the esoteric part doesn't exist in, in Freemasonry. Well, look at the symbolism. What does it attribute to? What does it mean? Where was it made? Where did it come from? We have a lot of questions in Freemasonry and we do not have a lot of answers so I'm trying to find as many answers as possible. And sometimes when I come up with the answers, you have somebody trying to stonewall you in the back saying, no, 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 that's not, that's not what we talk about. That's not what we do, but it technically is, you know? So, you know, from a positive to a negative, I, I think we're more on the positive side. We've had some really great interviews with, with great people, and I've learned a lot in the last six years, a lot. So I, I'm grateful for all that. Right on. Do you find some of that stonewalling happening in your perspective? Do you find some of that stonewalling happening more so in Blue Lodge versus like if someone's continuing on education? Well, I, man, <laughs> uh, Said I wouldn't talk about this anymore, but you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm gonna have to because <laughs> you asked the question. Um, my experience with an appendant body moving on wasn't a positive one, mm-hmm. and for me, um, for me, I, I think I'm gonna have to reevaluate it and look at it all over again because I, I still want to have that experience. I just feel I had that experience in the wrong place. Um, but again, also looking at, at, at that organization from a mystery school standpoint, it's supposed to be the esoteric college of Freemasonry. And you know what I'm talking about? Uh, they, they have a double headed Eagle anyway. Um, I was really disappointed in the the knowledge part um for me it's 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 it has to be more than showing a play for a day or two getting some some insight and then you're giving a book a bridge to light here you go a funny hat boom and have a good time all right cool that's it where in other countries, especially in Latin America, it takes you a good 10 to 12 years to, to get your 32nd degree. Where over here, you get it in like two days. So, I mean, to say that we're watering down things, well, yeah, we are. So I, I kind of want to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to change things. I'm not trying to make. Or, or, or say, hey, you're doing it wrong. You know, it, I'm going from my experience. And if my experience sucked during that 
time or sucked during that, I guess, path that I'm looking for, then I think you should listen to the feedback, especially if it's just more, if it's more than one person, I feel like this is very important data that you're just ignoring because people are coming to this for that and you're not giving it to them, but you look like you're giving it to them. Does that make any sense? A hundred percent. So you're going to paint this picture of this great, like mage college, right? But the minute you get in there, it's Blue Lodge 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like for it's the same shit, just with people from other lodges now. And that's not what I was looking for. I was looking for actual education. And I I you know, I got tired of asking and I just started looking for myself, going down the paths on my own and getting the fine getting the information that I wanted on my own. So that's okay. I don't need it, but uh, to the brothers coming in, uh, um, I, I, I would say, you know what, man, if you have a bro in your lodge who knows his shit and understands the esoteric side of things, then that's probably your best bet to learn th- that side rather than going to, oh, I'm going to go to this appendant body and, and I'm going to learn. Well, you might be disappointed, man. A lot of great points here. Do you think that it's interesting with, especially with a a younger generation now possibly getting interested, which that's a whole other topic in and of itself. Do you think that we're at a point now with the advent of technology? um, It's a little bit more challenging in that maybe methods and methodology has to be they have to be adapted based on how we're consuming information now and what i mean by that is uh, obviously a lot of things um with our attention grabbing our attention videos things of that nature whereas at one point theatrics could teach us enough space out over time that the allegories would come through whereas now maybe we're not hardwired that way any longer and that we require a little bit more. Honestly, I, I think we're at that point where we need to adopt best practice in general from Blue Lodge on up. Um, look, looking at things from, from the perspective of the lodge and and seeing how it works and how it's been working for the last 100 200 years it's it's a shame that things haven't changed more i think or things haven't adopted more to where we're consuming this data and we're digesting it well and we're able to pass it on um i don't see that i don't see that happening right now why do you think that is, in your opinion? Again, I think it goes back to the way things are done. Um, I, I'm not going to, I can't blame leadership. I can't blame, I can't put a blame on anybody. You know, right. I, all I can say is, you know, process improvement, mm-hmm. uh, pay attention to the data, understand the people that are coming in and what they want, and then build off of that. 
Mm -hmm. if you're still doing the same thing from 60 years ago and it's not working, guess what? It's not going to work today. So we need to understand that that's real. That's reality. Like, and a lot of people don't get it. They're, they're stuck in, in 1950, 1960. And uh, most lodges are like that. And it sucks because you have a lot of people who want to join the minute they get, get to a lodge and they see that they're, they're turned off. They're like, oh, I don't want to hang out here. This looks like, like a group for accountants. You know, it's boring, man. Right on, right on. What what can uh, what can individuals do um, to to really just keep inspiring people to want to even go down the path? Maybe even entertain the idea. Maybe there are folks out there who aren't even aware of what the craft is, and they're not even sure of what it's about. You know, and maybe. You know, there's been movies, there's this, and there's little, little breadcrumbs, but what can folks do to help just kind of create that excitement and to disseminate that kind of information and excitement for other people? I think being able to have an honest conversation of what this really is, mm. you know, and, and talking about what, you know, how, how you become a Freemason, what is expected of you. and holding you accountable, you know, being, being accountable to your, to your own actions and your own word. Um, a lot of people come into the craft expecting things. A lot of people come in thinking that, okay, well, I'm a Mason and now I'm somebody or, and, and you know what, in, in to, to all respect, yes, because you went through the ritual, you went, you went through the degrees and you had to learn something. You had to give back something in order to, to get through that. Right. So you're, you, you've had to pass. And I, I, I think, I think where, where we're going with this is how do we make it an experience like a real hard rite of passage type of experience? Because technically that's what we're going through, right? Because your first, second, and third, you're going through a, a rite of passage. You're going, you're going into, and in some traditional observance lodge, you're starting with the chamber of reflection, and then you're moving on to your degree, and then so on. And I, I, I think we, we're in a, we're in a place, we're in a time right now is a great time because a lot of change is happening. A lot of brothers are, are starting to step up like yourself. You're starting to go out there and talk about things and, educate people and, and be an, an open ear to those asking questions. I think that's really important for people like me and you is when we're, you know, on social media or people are asking us questions, be honest and be realistic, you know, and, and I, I'm very honest with people who, who want to join. I tell them, why do you want to join? That's the first question I am, I'm going to ask you. Like, I want to be a Freemason. Why do you want to be a Freemason? And then they re respond with why I want to, become a millionaire and, and, and make and, and be famous. And I go, well, this isn't for you. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, something else is, is, is for you. This isn't it. And then we'll stop the conversation there. But if they say, you know what, I, I really want to become a better person. And I really want to be around men who uh, inspire me. Great. Okay. This is for you. Where do you live? And I'll look up some lodges in your area, reach out to their secretary and get things, get things going. Um, one thing that is a pet peeve for me though, and I don't know if it is for you is when people ask you, Hey, you know, I'm interested in, in can I join? Yes. 
they expect you to do all the work for them, right? Like I didn't get any help, man. I had to go do this on my own and figure it out. And, you know, like I'm, I'm happy to, to give you a path in a direction, but I'm not mm. going to do the work for you, bro. What advice or what would you give when people are first coming to you and asking you questions and then they're expecting you to do all the work, but what's some advice or what's some insight? Do you give people some material, like tell them to kind of check some things out before getting involved? Well, I think the first thing I do is ask, well, I ask you, why, why do you want to join? The minute you tell me, give me the answer that I feel is right for somebody wanting to join. Uh, then I then I, di- I direct you to a lodge or I direct you to the Grand Lodge website and, and you know, hey, learn what this is first before you start committing. And you know what? I get a lot of people who ask and never do. Mm. Uh, they'll ask, hey, I want to do this. Even friends, hey, I want to. I okay, well, show me, you know. Let me see what you're made of. Right. Why do you, th- why do you think there's a disconnect there for some people? I think I think it's it's not easy to join a lodge, and it's not because because it's hard to do so. It's the communication isn't there. Um, lodges that are up to date with social media, they're constantly posting, and they're they're very busy. Excuse me. They'll 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 answer you real quick. Lodges that really don't have a social media presence or not are not on social media. And don't really post anything you're probably going to wait a week or two or three or even more to get a response back because of and i hate to say it lazy ass secretary that's what it is man and it sucks but and if it's interesting because in a time when it's becoming more and more challenging to keep keep attendance up keep numbers up new members you would think that there would be some more proactive individuals that would want to keep things going. Especially in lodges that are dying, not really bringing in members. You really need to think about, well, why, you know, have those honest conversations that you don't want to have and make those changes to bring the people that you want in there. And each lodge has its own culture, man. Some are, are, esoteric lodges other ones other lodges are fork and knife you know whatever whatever floats your boat you know you choose what you want and then you go from there for me it's the esoteric side so if you are a fan of the show i always recommend specific lodges i don't just say oh go to any lodge you know i I have lodges in in this area where i I can recommend and say hey you know i think you'll be happy here Mm. So <clears throat> I got to ask, in your experience, did you start out with one kind of idea or one kind of school of thought or modality in esotericism that you really were into? And then that led you to something else that would just blew your mind? Yeah, man. As- wow. That uh, hermetics. Mm. Um, that's where we, that's where I want to say we all started. We all started with that hermetics and we started going down that path. But that led me into stoicism. <sighs> and that was really beneficial for me. I think that helped me out the most out of everything. 
the whole self-reliance thing for me, it's, it's a real, that's what I preach, man. You know, nobody's coming to save you. It's all on you. You need to make shit happen. And that really spoke to me, which is why, you know, certain paths speak to me like Odinism that speaks to me self-reliance at the core and I feel through that journey it has shaped me in a way where I'm able to share that knowledge and pass it to other people but I'm also applying it and I think that's the real beneficial part is learning how to apply the knowledge that you are reading about or learning and actually making it work for you. So, yeah, I hope that answered your question. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And oh, my gosh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and yes, quite the uh, congruence between hermeticism and stoicism, you know, when you start thinking about, you know, the different principles and then applying them. Was there ever a path that you were on and you changed course? Like, ah, I'm not really feeling this or has yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, there was a time where we were, we were looking at, at different organizations and groups. I'm not going to name them, but I started to hang around some of those folks and I was really, uh, turned off it was i really do think that the whole magic or magic practitioner part of it all really fucks with people's minds because they start buying into the bullshit sometimes man and they start thinking that they're this and they're that and you're not and um i th i think in in that world there's a lot of people who and me and you will understand this not on the level and it shows it's a lot of rudeness there's a lot of weirdness and yeah, man, that, that just wasn't for me, dude. So for me, I was like, no, you know, I'm more of a shamanistic type of person. I stick to myself. I, I have my people and, and that's what I want. And that's cool. That's all I want. That's the way I want to live. I want to hang out with these folks and do my thing. And that, that changed for me. I didn't, I didn't want to do that anymore. I don't want to pursue that anymore because I was just seeing a lot of, a lot of weak men in general. Like that's, that's what I was seeing. And I'm not about that. Right on. It's uh, it's definitely interesting to start thinking about how, and not even, obviously, I'm, we're not even talking like how some people will just go in a completely different direction and then not even talking clandestine. I'm talking like some people will just take things, pervert it, run with it, and turn it into things that, you know, get away from uh all the good you know right I mean? on yeah <laughs> recently i i was speaking to a friend of mine pepe badala who um he's done a lot of work with pd newman he, he's uh he owns shamas uh retreat 
he's out of what uh, I want to say Guatemala and him and PD Newman are working on a project right now, which is steeped in that where they're calling out the bullshit shamanisms or this bullshit shaman and showing you what, okay, this is what this really is. It's not this perverted version of what you're saying. It is, it, you know, it isn't this music festival. It's, it's this, it's for you to learn. And I think that is a differentiator right now because you see it all over social media, you know, these light workers or um, the, these practitioners who know the secrets of the universe and the law of attraction and all this stuff. And I think a lot of it is just bullshit, man. You're, you're buying into the bullshit, dude. You're not really understanding what this is. And you're teaching other people that shit, that same shit. And it's like, okay, now we're having a whole, we're going to have to have a, a very uncomfortable conversation later on. All the people who, and I don't like the term woke. I fucking hate it because it really doesn't mean that, right? It's, Bingo. But that's what it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I found this new, this new thing for me and I'm, I'm this new person now. No, you're still the same person. You just haven't really understood the path that you're on and now you're you're just making up your own way and i don't think that's right i think you know these schools these mystery schools have been around for a very long time and yeah things change but tradition is tradition you know when you learn from somebody or you're you're learning from people who have gone down these paths and you're taking that tradition you're bringing it into your life and then you're going to pass that down to somebody well, that's that's lineage. And I, I think a lot of people are ignoring that now. They're not understanding where these things come from. And they're just going off of some guy from from Instagram who, hey, you know, I, I know this 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 new path and let me teach it to you. You don't know shit. And here you are just teaching people whatever you thought you, you learned. And I think that's a big problem right now, man. You bring up a great point, especially with the internet, especially with Instagram and TikTok and all of these things. I mean, how many times I've seen a reel, something that'll pop up just because of, you know, some of the tags or things that you end up following on your own personal stuff. These things just make their way into your, you know, you, you know, your, whatever your, your feed. And, and some of this stuff is just, I, I sometimes I have no words. Yeah. It, it, a lot of it is Jesus Christ. Turn the internet off now and take it away from these people. <laughs> it's I don't I don't understand. It's it's we're at this point where we can we can take these tools, we can take this information, we can take things and help people, we can help people help themselves, we can create and self-author and do all these wonderful things. But yet somehow people are getting stuck in these in these ruts of mm, it's this self-serving right egotistical area does that make sense right. well it, it makes perfect sense because you have a lot of people ignoring what things are actually things act are you know and you want to make this romantic version of it for yourself but nobody else is buying it so what are we supposed to do? Sit, sit here and pretend, you know, I mean, 
That, that's the way I see it. I think, you know, and that's why I, I stoicism really speaks to me a lot because it's a, it's a matter of doing, getting it done, doing the work. That's the real magic, man. If you want real magic, it's you writing down your thoughts on paper, making those, speaking those thoughts in, into the universe and then going out and doing that shit. That's mm-hmm. magic, man. That's, that's real magic, dude. Yes, you can pray to God. I pray to God and, and God answers sometimes, but not all the time, man. Sometimes, most of the time, you're going to have to do the work yourself. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. And it's some, it's sometimes discouraging, you know, like, dude, you know, lighting a million candles isn't going to make you a producer. Doing work, producing work is going to make you a producer. So that's just my two cents on that, man. 100%. Oh, I can absolutely align with that. And I think that it goes again. It's that, I mean, we see it, you know, instant gratification. People want that right away. You know, I want this thing. And it's like means to an end versus the work putting in the work, putting in the time, you know, and, 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 and that's the thing is you can't, you can't escape it. I mean, you can't, but there are people who have still continued to lie to themselves. And you could tell those, those folks, man, spend about 10, 15 minutes with them and you'll know right away that a lot of their, their mind is deluded. They don't really understand what the work actually is and it sucks because you 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 don't want to have to deal with those type of people in the craft or in general but they're there and how do you how do you how do you address it are you direct or do you, you know, are you mean um do you just not say anything you know uh i, I think i think we've been too quiet too long to not have these type of conversations you know one of one of my biggest pet peeves is the whole freemasonry is satanic that's been going on for decades and nobody's ever sat down and had a conversation about it or really addressed that shit you know mm-hmm. well, like people just started doing that within the last 10 15 years and it's been going on for decades and because it's gone unchecked now it's this monster that you can't really quiet anymore you just got to battle it and before it used to anger me it used to just say yeah free you know you'd go online people were like you guys are satanists and blah 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 and i'd shoot back you know let's debate let's go (laughs) and that usually gets you nowhere because you're arguing with an idiot you're arguing with somebody who already has their mind made up. Doesn't matter what what facts you present, mm-hmm. they're already set. So what's the point of me having to argue with you? Like I'm at that point where I, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, I know what I am. I know what I joined. I know what the fraternity is and it isn't. Definitely isn't satanic. There is no secret agenda. I mean, we could barely get a spaghetti dinner together, right? for you to say well well, you guys control the world yeah man you need to go to a state meeting you realize that no we don't and and 
yeah, we, we could barely agree to do things in law. <laughs> what makes you think we could like pass legislation, like real rules, man? We can't. We don't. We're not involved in that. We're not involved in politics. We're not involved with religion. Uh, what are we involved in? Community. What are what else? Nonprofits. One thing that I am very proud of this craft for is giving back to the community. They raise a lot of money to help out your local communities, nonprofits or um, organizations that help children. Like, for instance, the Shriners, Shriners Hospitals, right? Help kids. Kids don't pay up, you know, parents don't pay a dime. They all help that out. They all help out. Uh, the right care, you know, they, they help kids with, with speech. Uh, the list goes on and on. And, you know, from Blue Lodge perspective, the Blue Lodges in your community usually help out the, commu- the nonprofits in those communities. So how is it doing a bad thing? It's not. We're, we're, we're actually giving back and volunteering and giving our time to these things. And I think that's a great thing for us in general. I think we just need to have more of it. I, I really do. We, we really do need to immerse ourselves in, in that. And um, I'm going to figure out a way to get involved some way or another. I love that. It's, it's fascinating to bring up this topic too, because, you know, with everyone's schedule sometimes and trying to coordinate things, you have jobs, family, you know, sometimes things don't work out. Maybe there's divorce and then there's, you know, co-parenting, but time mm-hmm. just seems to be so challenging for people to be able to partake in just volunteering as often as maybe they once could. What are some suggestions you would give those individuals? Hmm. To the non-Mason, I would say it really comes down to how you manage your time mm-hmm. and what's important to you in life. Then you dictate your time from that. To a Mason, remember the 24-inch gauge. It's divided into three parts. Those three parts are for you to figure out what that means to you. And how you block that time. With everything that's going on, whether it's school, work, kids, religion, lodge. It comes down to your priorities in life and what you're interested in, what you're willing to do work for. That's what's going to set that tone. So learn to manage your time wisely. That's what I would say. Very well articulated. Thank you. Absolutely. And so, uh, I got, I got to ask, you got any, uh, anything coming up that you're, you're working on either individually or collectively with the group? Uh, collectively with the group, I, I believe Brian and I had a conversation where we might be doing a show outside, out of the lodge in the future with, with some, with some of the guys and some new guys. So I look forward to that and that would be fun. Uh, cause that's where we, that's where we started in the lodge. Right. Uh, f- personally, I'm actually 
almost done with the forty days of transmutation, a a workbook that helps you get to the goals that you want. It, it helps you understand your time and it helps you understand your purpose. So I look forward to putting that out. It's going to be available on Amazon and it's a three-part series. The first workbook is the fool's journey. The second one is the becoming the magician. And the third one is death. Uh, the whole purpose of this is you have 40 days in each one. So it's a good six months and it's a journey that I'm going to go on with everybody if they choose to do it with me or not. And um, I look forward to it because it's, it's really a transmutation. You're, you're, you're killing the whole purpose and the way I designed it is to get rid of those, those bad habits. Sometimes it's, it's getting rid of that person. You don't want to be anymore. You got to say goodbye to them. That's the death part is now you evolved into some bigger, better, greater, and that maintenance. You cannot be that old person in that new person's body. And so I look forward to bringing that out and have it within the month. And um, I'll let you know, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Looking forward to that. <laughs> and you said it's going to be on Amazon three parts? Yeah, on awesome. Amazon in three parts. That's awesome. Any of the books you want to plug right now? What would you say uh, top three reading recommendations? Top three. Wow, man. I know that's you hard. You caught me off guard with that <laughs> I'm one. So, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done hey, that. That's tough. Uh, fuck. Definitely, if you're looking for something to to, to base off of uh, Kybalion, that's a good start. You know, if you're if you're getting into Hermetic, that's a great start to 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 go down. And after that, I would say um, Chicken Kabbalah by Lon Milo Duquette. Uh, See, there was this one by Angel Millar, becoming a warrior mystic. I believe mm. that's what it was called, warrior mystic. Or I'm so left me, but it's by Angel Millar, and it really is about becoming a man in today's society and understanding um, what to be, to be. Hot. It really spoke to me. And I think it, it'll speak to to men in general. It's really, it's really, it's a really good read, and um, he really puts out a good message there. So I definitely check that check for sure. Awesome, that's great. And where can folks find you on the internet? Well, you could go on YouTube, Keepers of the Word. Uh, you'll see our channel there. We have a bunch of episodes up. Um, Go to keepersoftheword.net if you want to, you know, check out our website. And uh, of course, on Instagram, we're we're on there, Keepers of the Word, Facebook. And have any questions? Just shoot me any, shoot me a DM. I, I always answer. Right on. That's awesome. Well, brother, I can't thank you enough for doing this. This has been a blast. I would love to do this again if you'd be down. Whenever you're ready, brother, <sighs> just uh, let me know, and I, I'll see if I can get some more of the boys to join me and. <sighs> We'll have a good time. And there you have it. I can't thank Mike enough for his time, his energy, his space, his light, and just being who he is. Thank you, Mike. I, for one, am also excited about Mike's upcoming workbooks. 
the 40 days of transmutation. So be sure to keep an eye on Amazon for that. And be sure to check out the Keepers of the Word YouTube channel. We got the link in the description below. They've got some great episodes up there, even the turtle episode, which is fantastic. And also there's some stuff on there with 40 days of transmutation and some other wonderful things for those of you who are into the occult, esoteric and philosophical topics. Mike, thank you so much again, but thanks to each and every one of you for listening and all of your support. We're here to learn and we're learning so much with each and every episode, with each and every guest, and each and every one of you who shares. It's a community and we encourage free thinking, free thoughts, and open dialogue. And before we forget, take a moment and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button while you're at it. There you go. Until next time, take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.